Folks, it is officially the holiday season and while all children are getting more and more excited about Christmas and, and toys, parents, I know, you're already getting <laughs> that feeling of dread about that 10 hour drive across country that the in-laws finally guilted you into making this year. If you find yourself stressed about traveling with your crazy family, stay tuned because we have some awesome tips today on how to travel and wrangle in all those strong personality styles into one unified, gloriously happy, healthy family. There you go. That's all right. awesome. <laughs> So welcome to Smalley Marriage Radio. I am Michael Smalley along with... Amy Smalley. And she is with me via FaceTime and I... I, I continue to fail miserably with finding a good solution when you are you and I are not in the same room. That's right. <laughs> so. But this is good. This is going to be really good. I really am excited about this show because I, I think that it, as you think about the different personality styles and, and we need to give them the website, our smalleyinstitute.com, and, and go there and look I, at the personality what? I totally thought you were going to mess up our URL. I did. It felt like you were going to. I was not. I you were like, just go to, what is our website address again? <laughs> I did no, I am so involved now. I know all about it. Thanks. I know. Smalleyinstitute.com. And actually this week, because it is the week before Thanksgiving, we pretty much every single day are going to give you a different tip for the holiday season on how to just how to enjoy family and enjoy each other and not kill your children. Yeah. Because that's illegal. That's right. How to think ahead, how to, you know, your attitude and grace and what and keep that in mind with your personalities. Yeah, and so all right, and the teaser for our distraction of the day, my love. Yeah. What in the world? Could a superintendent of a large school district do to get fired when he was, I'll give you a location, he was behind the bleachers at school, and then one thing leads to another, the poor man loses his job, do you think you're going to feel bad for this guy, or are you going to be happy that they cut ties and got rid of him? What's your prediction? I'm going to be sad. All right. We'll have but to I'm see. I think he's maybe defending somebody. He maybe took the other superintendent behind the of the other school, and he um, was defending one of his players in honor and integrity, and something happened. Yeah. That's why he was behind. The Keep place. dreaming. I uh, like it, though. I like the positivity. And, hey. Keep leaving those reviews and keep subscribing to the podcast, the audience is still growing and we so appreciate it and we absolutely love hearing from you. And if you're new to the show, we do have a 24 hour, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, (laughs) 365 days a year podcast hotline that you can call, you can leave a question on this and we are addressing these questions now on Fridays. And you can also just give us a testimony or say something kind just to get your awesome voice on our podcast because we'd love to feature you. 
Give us a call at that 24-hour-a-day hotline, 903-392-0975. And that number is also on this podcast episode's page. So if you're driving, do not try to write down that number. That is not right. good. That is even, that's like texting and driving. We're, we're not promoting that. So no. we, okay, so today, and this is a week of trying to just survive holidays because they're upon us. Um, Mm -hmm. I thought it would be kind of fun to address sort of our different personality styles and sort of weave that into if you have to make a long drive. Do you remember those drives we used to make from Branson down to Houston? Yes. 12 hours. Yes. That was a long drive. It was. Yeah. We tried to do it at night so that the kids would be asleep. And your husband. Yeah, you was yeah. You can't drive at night, so that's another part of your personality that I love so much. Mm-hmm. One time you remember the one time we took it and you took the like the, the uppy like I think the five you, hour energy. It feels something. like I had just come back from an international trip and you picked me up at the airport and then oh. we were supposed to drive to your sister's home in San Antonio. From Springfield, Missouri, and you were really kind. You're like, honey, I know you're exhausted. I'm going to go as long as I can through the night, and then just maybe if you sleep, you know, I'm supposed to, like, wake up in the morning. So you made it from, like, Springfield, Missouri, almost to Waco, Texas, or some insane distance. Yeah, yeah, and I was exhausted. Oh. I I thought, well, you know, surely he could drive for just, like, an hour. And I woke up, and I was like, I'm all in, and we were at a gas station. And I forgot that my ADD brain is real. Therefore, the chemicals in my brain are different. And so I got one of those no-dose pills or... No, I think it was like, I don't know. It was one of these five-hour energy. It was like a... Maybe it was a no-dose. Maybe it it was. I don't know. Well, it was something that's supposed to wake you up. Yeah, something you're supposed to wake up. Yeah, normally I have boundless energy. But I thought, I'm pretty tired. So I, you know, took one of those no-dose. And, I mean, what was it like? 15 minutes later, I'm going 10 miles an hour on the freeway as I'm totally passing out. And you're like, what are you? And you had just fallen asleep. And you're like, what is happening? I'm like, I don't And And literally passed out. And you had to drive the whole thing. Like 16 yeah, hours. Yeah, it was, it was not so. Yeah, we were going. Yeah, that was because we had, a, I think we had a Spurs ticket. That's what it was. Yeah. Be I think you're right. Correct. Okay, so we know, and, and one of the by far most popular things on our website is the Smalley Animal Personality Test. It's yes. a, the number one thing Googled to find us. And, <laughs> and well, the people love it because, you know, we, we use the kind of ancient popular disc profile system. But long ago, my parents kind of came up with a more creative way because who wants to be, you know, phlegmatic? I mean, really? Phlegmatic. Nobody wants to be a phlegmatic. Someone who is like phlegm. So we divide the four into four distinct animals that sort of best represent that personality style. Mm -hmm. So you got your lions, you got your otters, your golden retrievers, and your beavers. And if you're going to survive a holiday drive, or if you're just going to survive your family period, it's good to understand each other's personalities because that increases your understanding. 
Let's rephrase that. Let's say not survive. Let's say thrive. Thrive. Let's thrive this holiday. In a positive way. Positive thinking. So if you're going to really thrive through the holidays, what, what what do you need to do with when it comes to personalities? Well, you know, as we're paying attention to each other's personalities, we're thinking, okay, so the lion. The lion is more the leader, um, the person that usually is in charge, and what do they need to do? What from I have a lot of lion in me. I, I wouldn't say I'm a total lion, but I do. I need to know the goal and the direction. If and for me, you know what would really help me, babe. I'm just going to go ahead and just be real vulnerable right now. If we do any traveling, we're on a drive, and let's just say I'm not the most, I'm not the first one in the car, correct? I'm yes. usually one of the last people in the car. Yes. So people are usually waiting on me, and because I'm busy cleaning or doing, getting last-minute things in my suitcase or just making sure everything's Yeah, you're not just sitting around having mimosas. No, no, I'm usually cleaning. I'm usually figuring out stuff, turning yeah. off all the lights, locking the doors, doing all that. So that's usually what I'm doing. And you're usually in the car, right? I am. But you sometimes you will wait until we're actually in the car. And right before you, you basically put it in drive. And that's when you turn on the GPS. That's huh. when you get the directions. What would be really nice is that if you could possibly do that beforehand, because I love to say, I, I, I love that this line says needs to know the goal and the direction. So when we get in the car, I, there's always a, I need to do a better job of just relaxing and saying, okay, you're not mad at me. You're not, it, you're, you're waiting on me, but you're not angry at me. Right. right? Um, so that would be my, what I could do better at. But then when I get in the car, if we could actually know where we're going and be ready to go I'm like go yeah I don't even know why I wait you would think I don't either sitting there hopeless yeah you're just sitting there not knowing yeah you would is she ever gonna you come have, you would just think that you would put the, the, the directions or put the address of where we're going I could do something that. useful I mean that's what I thought but I I didn't want to say it quite like that no I would agree with that and you know what I like about what's happening is you're preemptively yeah. in a, well, but in a positive manner, not in a, oh my gosh, I'm so sick, you're the worst person and you just sit there and you're not even helping clean. You could have gone very negative and you did not. No. So yeah. that that is so huge on helping with with holiday travel or frankly in most all the things in people's relationships is... Uh, expressing the need in a kind way yeah, and giving that spouse or child or family member an opportunity to meet the need so that there's not, right, like if I didn't ever know or maybe I never clued into any of the hints before, like, oh, that's funny, you've been out here for a while and <laughs> now we're going to do the, uh, the, okay, all right, yeah. So I haven't caught on a hint then you can actually be more specific. And I tell you that because you know I'm not the most analytical person. I'm terrible with hints. Yeah, it's just really funny that, yeah, that, yeah. and I'd never even really even talked to you about it because no. I didn't want to ever bring it up because I was usually the person in the house that you're waiting on, and then that could quickly be about me 
taking so long to get in the car. Yeah, I could get defensive. Yeah. Right? I could be like, oh, or, really? Or, or I really? Have, or I have said something and you've just kind of been like, oh, well. Yeah, defensive. <laughs> <laughs> I've only been sitting out here for seven days. You can wait five minutes, five seconds to put the address in. I am literally dehydrated. So, yeah, so really what we're thinking about, too, is just think about the scenarios that have possibly caused you a little bit of angst in the past and try to do things differently. Yeah, try to bring it up in a positive manner before something bad happens. But if you're with, you know, if that kid, if one of your kids is a high lion, and remember, go to the website, smalleyinstitute.com. On the home page, there's a link to sign up for our free, totally free, a Smalley Animal Personality Online Assessment and Course. So you can have all the kids take it if they haven't done it yet. And you can help them if they're too young to understand some of the words. But it's a pretty straightforward deal. And and if so if you, your spouse, if one of your kids, whatever, if they're a high lion, that's that leader that take charge. So helping them understand what the goal is and where are we going and what's the sketch, you know, like what are we trying to accomplish? It's not so much like the nitty-gritty details they're needing, but it's more about, I want to accomplish things. And especially even given a a lion kid, who they tend to be many times that strong-willed child. Yeah. They can, can, uh, giving them opportunities or things they could be in charge of on the drive or even in making the plans might get a little bit more, um, you know, buy-in from that lion. Yeah, buy-in is really important. Absolutely. And I think that when we when we think about as we're traveling, as we're going places, we also need to think about how can we make it fun. Well, that's and for the traveling otter. That's right. That's and my that's, highest. That's your that's you, baby. So yeah. Well, yeah, so if you have the you know, the next personality style in our system is the otter, and you're gonna wanna be prepared especially if you have a high otter kid like I was, oh, we're the kid who are like almost instantly, how much further? I'm yeah. bored. Yeah. I, I don't have anything funded. So you want to make sure and pack that high otter kid, his favorite, whatever, handheld gaming device. Um, you know, you coloring could even... books. Yeah, coloring books. You could... I'm always amazed by those parents that um, will bring like little presents on the plane. Yeah. They, they open them up like at different points in time. And I'm like, wow, that is really good. We did not do that. Can I just, can I ask a question? Yeah. And it is about us. Okay. Why are we the worst about that? It's like you and I are both the babies of our, you were the baby of four. I was the baby of three. And I'm telling you, it is so sad because like, it's like you and I are always just assuming the other person's going to take care of this because, you know, everybody always did everything for us. But I, I always felt like a tinge or a pain of guilt or, uh, fail, not failure, but you know, inadequacy maybe because I'm like. I don't ever, it doesn't even occur to me. We had to give one of our dogs to a friend because I can't ever remember we have a dog until the day we're traveling. 
Well, I mean, that's that's about the dog. That we don't forget our children. We don't forget our children, but we didn't, you know. So I, I mean, we do not. It, it, see, this is this podcast is helping us think through some. I stuff. know because we're going to be driving to doubt. Oh, I did want to think Thanksgiving. Otter. Yeah, and speaking of the otter, and and are we there yet? What are you going to do when you get into traffic that is coming from either going? To Dallas on 45 or back from Dallas on 45. Well, I, I have a feeling that leaving to go to Dallas, to go to your sister's, is going to be a bit of a nightmare. I'm just saying. Uh, I well. So how are you as an otter going to prepare yourself emotionally for this trauma that you're probably going to endure? You know what? I'm going to Google some fun car <laughs> games. I'm Googling it. If I find anything that is healthy... I will put it on this podcast episodes page. I kind of want to Google right now, but I'm going to resist the clicking and the typing noises. But I, you know what I'm going to do? I am actually, for the first time in my life, I will get prepared to have some fun things that we can do on the drive. And number two, I ain't taking I-45. I'm not crazy. No way. We, We go back roads, girl. We get to see the countryside. It's rolling hills and cows. I'm a lot more relaxed. But if you have an otter, you, you want to make it fun. So make sure you have games and activities and thoughts and stuff. Bring distractions. But mainly, right. I'm telling you, traveling with an otter, you got to stay optimistic. you got to stay positive. Otters, we don't respond well to negative or critical, like, you know, like the... To holler at your otter and be like, oh my gosh, you're being so annoying. Like, that's that word for me. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, you don't. That, no, do you not do not. use that word. No. It's so funny how often you use that word. I, well, because I say the word now and it brings back so many childhood <laughs> traumas. <clears throat> so, because with an otter, we tend to be hyper. I get it. And we yeah. can be a little much at times. Yeah. And so my brother... My five years older, I worship the ground he walked on from time to time. I think you'd get a little bit tired of, you know, me. And I always wanted to be around him. And he'd be like, oh, you're so annoying. And it's like the worst word ever for an otter. And if you want to shut us down, go that direction. We'll be like, oh, I'm out. It's not healthy. But you want to stay optimistic. Let me just ask you this, along with the stay optimistic, how do you address then nagging um, annoyances while you drive? So you don't want to say you're <laughs> annoying, but how, what is a nice way to address you did not the ask. nuances um, of that? Because you are not asking this question. <clears throat> well. I have, a, I have a negative belief of exactly what you're thinking about. Are you talking about, no, I'm talking about for myself, an annoying thing. Okay, well, you know what I do, and we won't mention this person, but you know that there is a family member. Yes. That makes a particular noise. Yes. That I lock in on. Oh, I know. And what have I done now when I'm in a long drive with this family person? You put headphones I put my Bose (laughs) Quiet Comfort Baby. (laughs) So if, if. My love, if you, I give you permission, if on our drive to Dallas or Fort Worth area, 
for Thanksgiving, if you're getting overwhelmed by hyperness or an annoying activity, you may wear my Bose quiet headphones. Yeah, well, it was really funny because I was actually talking to you yesterday and um, and David was like, you're smacking. You're no. smacking. You have taught our son to cue in on gum chewing smacking. Uh, that's yeah. called biology. Genetics. Yeah. I would never teach him that. Well, I just naturally means- gifted him with that same annoyance. Yeah. All right, now what if we have, so we've talked about the lion, we've talked about the otter. Now we have the golden retrievers. Yeah. They're the best. They're probably one of the, you know, they're, they're probably the one out of the four that are most looking forward to time in a closed space with the ones they love so they can have a meaningful eight-hour conversation. Because oh, golden wow. retrievers love to talk but one-on-one. Yeah. So yeah. they actually might be excited about this time. And so use the drive as an opportunity to take time to connect with that golden retriever child or family member or spouse. You know, come, you could download, man, I've got to get a cup of water. Why I wouldn't have been prepared with a cup of water as we before I, we started. But you could actually, you could download our Smalley Marriage app. On any device. Oh, yeah. And I, we have conversation starters. Your golden retriever person would go nuts. Take it away. Take it away. Yeah, the golden retriever, they do. They need time to just uh, connect with you. But they also, you want to try to eliminate surprises. So tell them this is where we're going. We're going to go the back road way versus the 45 way. We're going to go and give them maybe stops along the way that they know and then they can anticipate um, where the surprises are not going to be. And and so then if you do that, then for them, then it kind of helps them relax and really be able to enjoy the time. Thank you for letting me go get a glass of water. You're welcome. (laughs) So, well, it, because with you, you brought up surprises, golden retrievers don't tend to like surprises. Uh, yeah. They're kind of more like the last one, the beaver. Beavers and golden retrievers, I mean, obviously, you, you know, the four personality type system is a, a tad limited. Right. Right, because you really have combinations and stuff. But when if someone's a really high golden retriever, a really high beaver, like a purebred kind of a thing then usually surprises aren't the best. So you're trying to eliminate as much of that as you can by allowing them or helping them know what the details are, the specifics of the, of the trip. And then they can get, they, especially golden retriever would get more excited. Mm-hmm. They love that. Like you, you're not a big surprise person. You don't want me to be like, surprise! Surprise! Because no, you're nervous I, I, if I don't like it or if, you know, you're, you're, you might be like, uh, or disappointed, but you actually get excited if I tell you about something I'm wanting to plan or do. Is that yeah, fair? Yeah, you get more excited about, about the idea of something coming up than if it's just that day. Yeah. You know, like, like I, I, you, immediately, it's so funny that when you were talking about, and I said this while you, while you were getting a drink of water that, you know, about which way are we going to go? Are we going to go 45? Or are we going to go the back road? Cause if we go 45, babe, then we get to stop at Bucky's. 
And for those of you that do not live in Texas, you do, you do not understand the amazingness of Bucky's. It has the cleanest, best snacks, cleanest bathrooms. It's amazing. So that's Bucky, true. Not, not making the Bucky stop is kind of a bit of a loss for me, but I'm willing to willing to sacrifice it for the less traffic possible. I'm well, and let me help people with decision making right now. With everything, you have to weigh the pros and cons and what's <laughs> worth it. As much as I love Bucky's, I know <laughs> for a fact that. Thanksgiving like traffic on I 45 would be so much more miserable than the joy of Bucky's. For me, it wouldn't be worth it. Okay, well, just to know, I'm just going to say this too. The back roads way goes through AM, which AM is a college town. So there you it go. It feels like you're actively trying to get me freaked out <laughs> a week, more than a week before we have to leave. This is an intentional. You, I, you're trying to cause a mental breakdown. I'm just trying to, just trying to think things through. Then I don't. Then you don't have to go because I'll be hospitalized <laughs> on a 72-hour hold from my psychiatrist friend Peter Johnson. Yeah, yeah, no, no you, yeah, no, definitely. We, no, we're going. We're excited. It's going to be fun, no matter how long it takes us to get there. I know. Oh, you did it. That is a sickness. <laughs> I hope, so, hey, whoever's listening to this, help. <laughs> Call for help. Okay, but hold on, hold on. All right, so we're, we have a sweet golden retriever in our midst. And, yes, and David, David, our youngest. And he is amazing. And there was one trip that we were taking, and they were doing a lot of driving. And you rented what you thought was a really, really cool car. It was a really, really cool car. Until we put five people in it. Yeah. It was a little so, sportier than I should have gone with. It was really, really tight in that back seat. And in fact, it was so tight that I, it was not, the kids were not doing well. David was not doing well. Let's tell it. I was totally comfortable in the driver's seat. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know what y'all were complaining about. Yeah. So David, he, I could see his face in the rearview mirror, and he looked miserable, right? And those poor three kids are all, yeah, they're all scrunched in together and shoulders are touching and they have no other option. I went, David, is everything, or what was the question? Like, how are you, or what's wrong? I go, David, David, because I can see his face. And I go, bro, what's wrong? And he just, out of desperation, (laughs) throws his head back and just says, and I quote, and I'll try to get his style, everything. (laughs) And I mean, we all lost it. I don't think he was overly happy that we all laughed, but it was the greatest, like, hey, buddy, what's wrong? Everything. Like, nothing in life is working right now. I have no room. My I'm so scratched. I'm yeah. tired. Yeah. <laughs> See, but those are good memories. That's why I got that tiny car. Yeah, yeah. So that's, yes. So when you can laugh in the middle of even just doing stuff like that, that is huge. To it is. To go, you know. And if you, if you have a high golden retriever, make sure that they also have a chance to be heard. Because you're, you know, 
you're outgoing, I'm outgoing, Reagan's outgoing, Cole's out, like all of us don't struggle talking and, you know, we, we all get heard. David can get lost in that. And so you want to be intentional as a parent to make sure that, you know, they're, they're getting a chance, right? So sometimes we have to be, all right, everybody, David has the floor. Yes. It's the golden That's retriever's turn. That's right. Now, you also have some beaverness in you. Yes. So traveling with a, a high beaver kid or spouse or, again, family member, uh, number one, and I put this one down, don't mistake that beaver, their, their tone or attitude is negative. So that's where you and I get in trouble a lot because I tend to be over-the-top optimistic. You tend to be more realistic. And so I can take realistic as negative because for me, if someone's happy about it or having a good time, you can see it in the facial, you know, it's like loud and boisterous right. and that might not, that's not going to be that beaver family member. Well, I think just like we were talking about how nervous you're going to be when I talk about traffic, I think when it comes to travel, I think your personality totally morphs way more into a beaver than an otter. Well, like a pretend it's, beaver, yes. It, yeah, I would agree. But I get, it definitely feels more like a real beaver. Well, I'm just going to let you know. Well, like the idea of the tone, the 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 intensity of okay, we've got to go, we've got to get there, we've got to leave at this time. Oh my gosh, there's going to be traffic. Oh my uh, gosh. No, those are definitely oh negative. Gosh. And so Those are nervous. definitely negative tones. You're not misreading that. <laughs> but being able to just understand that it's not you trying to be negative. It's you. Oh, no, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I can own that. I'm neurotic. I'm totally freaking out. The but negativity has overwhelmed <laughs> me, which is ridiculous. And, yeah, it comes out. But what's sad so is... So then what do we do? What can we do when there's all this tension about dad wanting to get on the road and and wanting to not be in traffic? And how does that... How... I mean, all the rest of us just kind of like stand back and go... And we just kind of hold our breath. And, Holding our breath is a very wise decision. Hope for the best. <laughs> no, I think for me, I think it's, it's more helpful, honestly, is... You know, I think where we can all really mess up is if someone is not in a healthy space, like I can be when on travel days, then we don't want to make it worse by engaging, right? So oh. now, you, oh, wow, you're in a bad mood? Now I'm going to be in a bad mood. And now, yeah, that, that does not work. No, that tends to only spiral everything out of control. So I think just being, um, probably trying to show what it would look like to be relaxed, but not using words. <laughs> I don't think it would be safe to use words. Wait, so you show that you're like relaxed? Like, you oh. take a deep breath, you're allowed to okay. breathe, and you're okay. just quiet. Because you know, I tend to come out of it fairly quick when I realize I'm being the only jerk in the room. <laughs> or the only jerk in the vehicle. Oh, yeah, okay, alright. So That helps. I, so not engaging in the negativity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because that never makes sense. If you're in a bad mood and you're griping at me and then I come at you right back at you with the same gripey negative like, then it's obviously not going to help. 
No. Now you're going to get more irritated, and now I'm irritated, and that, you know, on these vacations, and ooh, tomorrow we're going to help families eliminate the holiday drama. Ooh. Yeah. So we'll get into this big time on the next show, but for now, we didn't, I don't feel like we gave the beaver their due, you know, their voice. Because we, uh-huh. we, we derailed on my neuroticness, which I don't no, think is beaverness. Think, That's I just... Think, like, I think beavers can be interpreted as negative. Boy, they or can. I would say that they're... Because there's an intensity of wanting to... Or a seriousness. A seriousness of wanting to get on the road and we need to accomplish a certain thing at a certain deadline or whatever that that, that, is, that that's okay. That somebody needs to try to skip keep to some kind of schedule and well, that's a, and being able to do them but for them to be able to uh to be able to explain the details and not rolling her eyes or for them to say okay look you know you know if you tell me let's we're gonna leave at you know nine o'clock or whatever six o'clock whatever time it's gonna be um that leaving at that time everybody needs to try to make that a priority and if you do keep to those details and stay on course as much as you can. What's going on? Yeah, I'm glad I'm not in California. I'm in Richmond, Virginia. And the entire floor of my hotel room is shaking, vibrating. I would, If I was in California, I would think we're having an earthquake. This is the craziest thing. You can literally see the water is, that is, I don't know what it is. Hopefully... You know, the floor isn't about to collapse. That'd be terrifying. <laughs> okay. You're giving me the cutoff signal. So we're so we're, we're talking about beavers. Yeah, right? I know. It was okay. very distracting. So we don't want to assume that their tone is being negative. They might just be serious and just who they are. And then, you know, if you have a, a like a young, like a beaver child, then... Even maybe letting them be a part of the navigation process with the smart device or getting them interested in the route and what route, you know, what route do we think is going to be better or maybe they can look at it or it's somewhere they can see so that they can see specifically here's where we're going, here's what time we're going to get there. That might help alleviate some of their stress in a long, in a long travel, mm-hmm. on a long travel they, day. Yeah. Maybe they could do the route on one of their devices yeah. or something. What would help you? Because you have a lot more beaver in you than I do. Um, I think when it comes to travel, I mean, for me... You do seem really relaxed. That is and weird. Lot, mm-hmm, and a lot of it has to do with, I think, that we have to balance each other out. So, And because you're so stressed, I can't be stressed. And, yeah, no, I'm not, when it comes to travel, I'm really not as well, much... Like, I, it I feels mean, like even before you met me, though, that you were never really that stressed out about getting to the airport early. You were fine running and getting on at the last second. Yeah, that wasn't as big of a deal to me. Right. I mean, not as a last, last second, but that wasn't my plan. But I think when when you are as directionally challenged as I am, sometimes you just kind of have to you have to give it up that it's going to happen the way that you want it to. And it, it does really, really stress me out when... I drive in downtown Houston and stuff because I'm going to inevitably, doesn't matter what Navi says, I will probably get lost. You know, the likelihood of me getting lost is 
fairly high. I know. And I love those phone calls. That. When you're like, I don't know where I am, where to go. And I'll be like, what about the navigation? I don't think it's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it, it, mine isn't updated. It is from 2011 so, <laughs> in my car. So I know. I have my phone. I know. I know. I know. It's bad. I know. It's very no, funny. I would say, I would say for, you know, for, for, if you are a beaver, A, just appreciating them. I, I would say probably all the personalities, you know, appreciating, hey, you know what, I really appreciate that, you know, you, you, you've mapped this out and that you've really, for you, you're probably truly going to find out what are the traffic patterns of going this way versus that way at this time versus that time. Do you know how happy, if people <laughs> listening don't know this, you just made me think about it. The Waze app, yes. W-A-Z-E, you can plan your route and it calculates typical traffic during the time. Like the day you're going to travel? No, no. You can do it days in advance. You basically tell Waze, this is the day I'm going to leave. This is the time I need to arrive at that destination. When should I leave? Hallelujah! I told you, you're so much more of a beaver when it comes to I am. It is weird. Mm -hmm. That is. It's like the only thing I have, practically, that's detailed. (laughs) And I am detailed. Oh, the Waze app for you people that are, if you have the same neuroticism I do, that has been so nice. I I even sleep better when I know I can look and go, all right, I'll be fine. This is the normal traffic pattern at that time on that day yep and you if you ever want to get me in the mood just pull out that Waze app hey baby you want to schedule a drive (laughs) (laughs) oh it's so funny no we're way off track now all right well let me you know we finally got our producer back on track and she wrote a closure so the closing of this show is not going to be as typically terrible as I have been making them. Oh, okay. You ready? Uh-huh. So as you can see, the personality types of your group will greatly affect your traveling plans. If you have a child who is strong, you know, like that strong lion kid like our daughter Reagan, or a sweet golden retriever like David, you want to be considerate of these differences and try to plan around them as best you can. For example, I used to take special care to make sure David got to choose a movie every once in a while so that he knew his opinion was important too. Like, David mattered because David always just wants to go whatever, right? Like, uh-huh. we'll do, yeah. I'll do whatever. So even if you don't have children and maybe you're just traveling with friends, you still want to take these things into account. If you are the lion traveler and you're with a, with a beaver, don't take their constant questions as a challenge of your authority. If you're a golden retriever traveling with an otter, assert yourself and make sure they don't accidentally bulldoze over you with their constant enthusiasm. Make sure to communicate travel plans with your group as best as you can before you leave. This decreases the stress of everyone, no matter what their personality type is, because they know, hey, we have a plan. Listen, I'm telling you, though my dominant personality trait is an otter, I know that I transform into a full beaver on travel days. Frankly, it's kind of a spectacular transformation. (laughs) If you're like me and turn in to a 
a stress ball if things aren't running on time, make sure to warn your friends and family that it's important for you to be organized and for everyone to at least make an effort to be on time. In the end, knowing and planning around the personality types of your group can be invaluable in making sure you create a mostly stress-free and relaxed travel environment. Love it. Bam. Now, to end with the distraction of the day. If you remember, a superintendent of a school district, and I'm not going to use his name, and I will explain that here in a second, got fired. Unfortunately, his firing and the circumstances his circumstances around it went viral, like big time. What? Yeah. Here's the title. Ex-superintendent in pooping case speaks out. I was used for clickbait. This Okay. This former Kenilworth Kenilworth School District superintendent (laughs) was a big time jogger. And he was jogging early, I think, in the morning, and he had a poop attack. Oh, no. He he couldn't make it to a bathroom, and so he just tried to hide behind the bleachers because he was running around the track at school. And so he hid behind the bleachers and got caught, and he ended up having to plead guilty to like a decent exposure or something? To a single offense of public defecation. Oh, no. He had to plead guilty to that, but then then it went wrong. And he said what I did was wrong. Like, obviously, I should have, you know, I had a bathroom emergency. But, you know, it is what it is. But then it just goes viral, and he's just getting killed. He's getting Aww. killed on social media and then ends up losing his job. He was making almost $150,000 a year. Dang. How do you live with that one? I lost my job for pooping in public. Well, can I just say, I do remember a time that in Colorado Springs, when I was there with your dad, that there was a jogger that was pooping in people's yards. Now, that is kind of gross. Well, that could be a... yeah. That's that. Like- yeah, yeah, that's messed up. Accident. That's not an accident. That's not a one-time deal. That that's could like, be a problem. That's gross. Yeah. Okay? But that was an accident. The guy was probably going to have an accident in his pants. And then he did that, and oh, bless his heart. Ugh. I know. Here's one of his quotes. I've been portrayed as a horrible, deranged person. Yeah. There is nothing you can say or do to change the people's minds. because, And that's, you know, maybe even a little warning for everybody Chill out on social media. Stop talking about other people. People do not need to be mean. No. We need to be kind. Yes. Amen, sister. All right. Well, there we go. I thought I'd get your attention on that one. You did, but in a gross way. Why do we have to think about that stuff? Yuck. Chasing down the days of fear. Chasing down a dream before it disappeared. To be somewhere near your voice was all I heard I was shaking from a storm in me Haunted by the specters that we had to see Yeah, I wanted to be the melody above the noise